from canto first chapter 15 text 17 you can repeat after me saute vrita kumati nadatma ishvaro me यदपादपद्मय भजती भव्य मातवाहमरथि नो भुविस्त न प्राहरन्यदुभावनिस्तचि सौते वृता कुमतिनादात्मश्वरो मे यदपादपद्मय भजती भव्य मातवाहमरथि नो भुविस्म न प्राहरन्यदुभावनिस्तचि सौते वृता कुमतिनाश्वरो मे शातवाहमरथि न भुविष्ठ न प्राहरन्यदुभावनिस्तचि सौते वृता कुमतिनाश्वरो मे यदपादपद्मय भजती भव्य मातवाहमरथि नो भुविष्ठ न प्राहरन्यदुभावनिस्तचि सौते वृता कुमतिनादत्मश्वरो मे यदपादपद्मय भजती भाव्य मातवाहमरथि नो भविष्ठ न प्राहरन्यदुभावनिस्तचि ट्रांसलेशन इट वॉज बाय हिज मर्सी ओनली दैट माई एनिमीज निग्लेक्टेड टू किल मी वेन आई डिसेंडेड फ्रॉम फ्रॉम माई चैरियर टू गेट वॉटर फॉर माई थर्स्टी हॉर्सेज एंड इट वॉज ड्यू टू माई लैक ऑफ एस्टीम फॉर माई लॉर्ड दैट आई डेयर टू एंगेज हिम एज माई चैरियर ड्राइवर for he is worshiped and offered services by the best men to attain salvation 
The Supreme Lord, the personality of Godhead Sri Krishna is the object of worship both by impersonalists and by the devotees of the Lord. The impersonalists worship his glowing effulgence emanating from his transcendental body of eternal form, bliss and knowledge and the devotees worship him as the supreme personality of Godhead. Those who are below, even the impersonalist, consider him to be one of the great historical personalities. The Lord, however, descends to attract all by his specific transcendental pastimes. And thus he plays the part of the most perfect master, son, friend and lover. His transcendental relationship with Arjuna was in friendship. And the Lord therefore played the part perfectly, as he did with his parents, his lovers and wives. While playing in such a perfect transcendental relationship, the devotee forgets by the internal potency of the Lord that his friend or son is the supreme personality of Godhead. Although sometimes the devotee is bewildered by the acts of the Lord. After the departure of the Lord, Arjuna was Conscious of his great friend, but there was no mistake on the part of Arjuna, nor any ill estimation of the Lord. Intelligent men are attracted by the transcendental acting of the Lord with a pure, unalloyed devotee like Arjuna. In the war field, scarcity of water is a well-known fact. Water is very rare there, and both the animals and men working strenuously on the war field constantly require water to quench their thirst. Especially wounded soldiers and generals feel very thirsty at the time of death. And it sometimes so happens that simply for want of water one has to die unavoidably. But such scarcity of water was solved in the battle of Kurukshetra by means of boring the ground. By God's grace, water can be easily obtained from any place if there is a facility for boring the ground. The modern system works on the same principle of pouring the ground, but modern engineers are still unable to dig immediately wherever necessary. It appears, however, from the history as far back as the days of the Pandavas, that big generals like Arjuna could at once supply water even to the horses and what to speak of men by drawing water from underneath the hard grounds simply by penetrating the stratum with a sharp arrow a method still unknown to the modern scientists. <clears throat> Can repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narotamam Evim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jaya Mudiraye Nashtaprayeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Ruttamashloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki Krishnaya Vasudevaya Devaki Nandanayacha Nandagopa Kumaraya Govindaya Namunamaha Om Ajnanati Mirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuru Unmilitam Yena Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru 
ಶ್ರೀಯುತಾಪದಕಮಲಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರೂನ್ ವೈಷ್ಣವಾಂಶ ಸಾಗ್ರಜಾತ ಸಹಗಣ ರಘುನಾಥಾನ್ವಿತೀವ ಸಾಧ್ವೈತ ಸಾವದೂತ ಪರಿಜನಾಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯದೇವೀರಾಧಾಕೃಷ್ಣಪದಾನ್ ಸಹಗಣಲಿತ್ರೀವಿಶಾಖಾನ್ವಿತ್ಶ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕರುಣಾಸಿಂಧು ದೀನಬಂಧೋ ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾಕಾಂತ ರಾಧಾಕಾಂತ ನಮೋಸ್ತುತೆ ತಪ್ತ ಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿಪ್ರಿಯೆ ವಾಂಚಾಕಲ್ಪತರುಭ್ಯಶ್ಚ ಕೃಪಾಸಿಂಧುಭ್ಯ ಪತಿಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭುನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಶ್ರೀಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧರ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸದೀ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೊ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಆಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ಜಾಯ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಎಸ್ ಟುಡೇ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ಎಸ್ ವಿ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ರೆಡ್ ದಿಸ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಇಸ್ ಎಂಟೈಟಲ್ ದ ಪಾಂಡವಾಸ್ ರಿಟೈರ್ ಟೈಮ್ಲಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ವಂಡರ್ಫುಲ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ವೇರ್ Arjuna is having a dialogue with Yudhishthir Maharaj and he is remembering the various ways in which Lord Krishna protected him during the Mahabharata war and our acharyas explain the transcendental nature of relationship between the Lord and his pure devotees is full of opportunities to glorify and opportunities to uh, please each other so in the highest form of devotion the devotee always looks for an opportunity to please the lord or glorify the lord and the lord also equally looks for an opportunity to please him or to glorify him so <clears throat> this is the mood of the highest exchange of love between the lord and his shuddha bhaktas his unalloyed devotees and as prabhupad mentions arjuna was in the mood of sakhiras as we all know or acharyas explain actually it is also prahlad maharaj in the uh, in the seventh canto when he is explaining the uh, the science of god to his five year old friends he explains the nine processes of devotion he talks about shravana kirtana smarana vandana pada sevana dasya pujana archanam pujana archan sakhijana sakhyam atmanivedanam and we all know that each of these processes has an epitome of who perfected their lives by following this particular devotional service so arjuna was the epitome of sakhyam we know that this sakhyam it comes in as part of the navavida bhakti at the same time it is a rasa in the spiritual world we know that as long as we are not achieving our siddha swarup which is all of us have some spiritual connection and a, and a particular role to play in service to the lord in the spiritual world so till we know our siddha swarup we have to follow these nine processes of devotional service and the sakhyam comes in that at the same time there is a rasa also like we know there are five types of exchanges in the spiritual world you have shantaras you have dasyaras you have sakhyaras you have vatsalya and madhuryaras so sakhyaras comes uh, in both in siddha bhakti as well as in sadhana bhakti and 
I just thought I'll use this opportunity to share a few um, aspects or characteristics of this uh, wonderful exchange of uh, bhakti, you know, of, of sakyam between the Lord and his devotees. So, the scriptures uh, explain and the acharyas mention uh, the various levels of of friendship. You know, we can experience it in our own lives also. The, the, the Sanskrit language is very powerful. It, it has a word for every level of relationship. So, it is said that uh, the, the the simplest level of friendship is called as what is called as bandhu. Bandhu means an acquaintance, somebody whom you know. You just know that person. You don't know much, but some commonality, some community aspect going and you just know that person. So that's why it is a bandhu. Then the next level is uh, sakha or mitra. Meaning that that level of friendship comes when you have common likes or dislikes. Or you have common enemies actually. That also is a possibility in Kali Yuga because Kali Yuga means quarrel and hypocrisy. So people who have common people whom you dislike, they become friends you know, in, 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 in this age. But overall that is the level of, second level of friendship which is called as uh, Sakha or Mitra where you have circumstantial friendships. And then the third is Surudha. Surudha means there is no uh, manipulation involved. It is, doesn't depend on your likes or your dislikes. It is only meant for the uh, the service to the other person. And uh, that kind of friendship is something that uh, should be sought. And actually, as we all know, Krishna explains that in the Gita itself. That, Bhoktaram yagyatapasam sarva loka maheshwaram surudam sarva bhutanam gyatvamam shanti michiti. He says that I am the eternal well-wisher. I am the surud of every living entity. Bhoktaram yagya tapasam. I am the uh, enjoyer of all austerities. Bhoktaram yagya tapasam. Of all the uh, austerities. Bhoktaram yagya tapasam. Sarva loka maheshwaram. I am the master of all the universes. So, and then also the surut. So one who understands these three things, he attains real peace. So Krishna is explaining from his side that he is the ultimate friend of each and every living entity. And we just need to realize our part. How do we do our part in service to the Lord? So I just thought I will share a few aspects or characteristics of this Sakya mode. Uh, of how Krishna and Arjun exhibited the highest level of friendship in 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 this pastime. So, I mean, as as actually Krishna is, uh, is uh, I mean, Arjuna is remembering this one aspect that is of the fact that Arjuna Krishna was ready to become the charioteer. He actually became the charioteer of Arjuna in the war. Hmm? So, Krishna as a friend was willing to do anything and everything for Arjuna. And that is what is the level of ultimate friendship where as we explained that the friendship means not worried about our comfort or discomfort. We are looking for the other person's comfort or discomfort and always be there. So Krishna uh, as Arjuna very fondly remembers that despite being the supreme personality of Godhead he agreed to become my charioteer. So that is the level of friendship that Krishna had. And the uh, in the Mahabharata there is an explanation of different types of personalities. You know, those who had assembled in the war, there are concepts of like Ardharathis, means those who have lesser valor. So these were all uh, designations, Ardharathi, Rathi, Atirathi, Maharathi, Ati Maharathi, Maha Maharathi. And it is said that it was dependent on how much control you have over certain weapons and how many animals, like there were horses, there were elephants, and then different types of weapons like swords, daggers, uh, clubs, maces, spears. 
and then of course beyond the uh, ordinary weapons you could also have the celestial weapons so to the extent you have control over multiple weapons and multiple uh, infantry or cavalry that extent you were given a designation as i said of ardharathi and they were all multiplied by 12 except for adhirathi durathi ardharathi durathi it was twice but from that point on it was considered that like for example the rathi and the atirathi was the atirathi was 12 times more powerful than the rathi and so on so forth so it was an assembly where uh, people also were exhibiting their prowess and their sta- their status you know like it's like if we go in a particular uh, assembly where we are called upon to showcase our skills all of us like to be ready to showcase the skills but here in this case um, krishna even though he was part of this great war he was ready to accept the least position that of a sarathi sarathi means just one who pulls the chariot he doesn't even participate in the war not even an ardharathi and it is said that in the war or this is part of the brajavasi folk folklore not in the scriptures but it is also said that in the war time when uh there is no time for the the chariot for the person who is fighting to even tell with words that which side should you go so you have to literally sometimes kick the person that go left go right so that was the level of humility and the friendship that krishna showed that he wanted to become the charioteer and we also know this wonderful story of when sri chaitanya mahaprabhu he went to srirangam during his south india tour he saw a lot of scholars brahmins sitting on a peet you know if you go to all these holy, holy places they have these peethas these are places where all the great uh, people uh supposed to be scholar learned scholars i i remember when i went once i went many times but one time when i went to jagannath puri there's a particular chopal there's a particular place where a particular type of pandas they stay and they don't do anything they are supposed to be people who just by dint of their knowledge they i mean they were i don't remember exactly what they said but they were talking about the fact that they are so learned that they don't have to work for it the money will come to them something like that you know so i've seen that you know those type of situations where the learned scholars will sit at one place in a holy place and they'll they all they will do is do some kind of adhyayan so when chaitanya mahaprabhu went to sri rangam he saw this pit where there were learned scholars uh, and amongst them there was one person who was seemingly an illiterate but just by seeing he was actually even holding the geeta upward upside down but he was just crying and chaitanya mahaprabhu went straight to him and said that why are you crying he said that i am an illiterate i but my guru told me to read the geeta but just by looking at the picture where krishna is being the charioteer of arjuna i i just cannot control my emotions i am just thinking how glorious the lord is that he takes such a humble position for his devotee and chaitanya mahaprabhu said you are the most topmost scholar you have understood the geeta so that is that is one aspect which actually arjuna also mentions in this words that krishna became my charioteer i out of his friendship for me and krishna exhibited so many other uh, incidents in fact the entire mahabharata is full of how krishna was always there to protect his devotees the pandavas he also we know the other famous story of how he broke the vow you know the vow of not picking up the uh, uh, weapons he had said that i will not pick up any weapons i'll just be a charioteer and when bhishma on the 11th day wanted to finish the pandavas krishna had no option but to pick up a wheel and go towards bhishma it was for that he was called as rathanga pani you know we have some beautiful paintings like that so 
out of his friendship he wants to even accept the ignominy of being called as a person who breaks his vows and that's why krishna tells kaunteya pratijanihi name bhaktya pranishadi he tells arjuna you you proclaim because people will not believe me if i say because i have already taken up the image that i can break my own words or not follow my own words so you tell that my devotee never perishes also uh, in the same mood of exchange of friendship throughout the mahabharat war we can see how actually krishna was preparing arjuna for for glory if we as we study the gita we will we know that even before the war started just to motivate arjuna krishna showed his uh, universal form and he already told him that in the form of time i have already killed them you just have to follow my instructions and receive the glory so that is the mood as i as i was mentioning the binning that between the shuddha bhaktas the, the devotees and the lord the mood is how how can i find opportunities to glorify each other the devotee looks for opportunities to glorify the lord devotee looks for opportunities to please the lord and the lord in turn looks for opportunities to glorify and please so so the other example is of the story of the burning of the khandava forest which when when i read that i felt it was such a perfect example of how krishna was preparing arjuna for the highest war it was you know uh, in 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 his usual mood of friendship he just went to uh, visit uh, the after the after the marriage of arjuna to subhadra krishna and balram went to uh, indraprastha with lot of gifts uh, to his new to the newlyweds and there after spending some time krishna told dauji balram ji that you can you can go back to dwarka i want to stay with krishna just spend some special time with krishna sorry with arjuna and he stayed back in indraprastha and there uh, after a while uh, krishna told arjuna why don't we just go to some vacation you know let's go out of the city and that's where you know arjuna did not know what's happening but he was willing to just accept whatever krishna is telling as his friend so he took him to a outside place and it was actually as you know it was the khandava forest and it was agni you know um, who wanted to devour that forest because he had been offered too much ghee by a king in the yagya and hence he wanted uh, he was told by brahma that if you consume this forest you will feel good you need because there are herbs in that forest so uh, the agni when he request he came in the form of a brahmin and requested krishna and arjuna when they were just casually sitting and talking and arjuna he said that this but this forest is protected by indra because his friend takshaka lives here so i will need your help if you want to if i were to uh, devour this forest and arjuna said if you give me a chariot i will definitely you know try because just i we have just come for an excursion we don't have anything you have to give us what we need so he gave him that chariot which was eventually used in the mahabharat war uh, it is said that it had the the special horses which could go at the speed of mind and two un inexhaustible quivers you know meaning from there the arrows would always manifest it would never infinite supply of uh, arrows so that was given and on the request of agni to varuna dev uh, he was given the gandiva bow and then there was this fight you know where krishna actually first time took that uh, uh, role of a chariot krishna said i'll ride this chariot and i'll go around this forest with so much speed that any point in time it will appear that you are always around each point in the forest so that is how they were practicing it's like a warm up match you know before the actual mahabharat war the two friends are practicing and the 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 the, the description is there of how intense that war was can you imagine all the demigods because indra came to fight as a duty bound all the demigods had to come to fight and it was single handedly arjuna against all the demigods and that was like a warm up match it was krishna was preparing 
Arjuna for the glory. And that was that that was the example that came to my mind. How how in the transcendental exchange of friendship, Krishna is always there and preparing Arjuna, you know, for that. And of course, uh, Krishna was always protecting. Uh, we we know unlimited uh, pastimes within the uh, Mahabharata episodes in Mahabharata where almost every day something or the other was there and Arjuna was always being protected by Krishna. One of the graphical examples that comes to my mind is uh, on the day when Krishna was, uh, when Arjuna was fighting with Karna which was supposed to be the epic battle. Uh, This same, uh, when this fight was happening, the son of Takshaka, uh, actually Takshaka was not there when the Khandava forest, the fire forest was burned, but his wife and one of his son was killed by Arjuna when they were escaping. And his, uh, Takshaka's other son, Agnivesha, uh, he, uh, I forgot the name actually, Avarsena or something, not Agnivesha. He actually took the form of an arrow and he went into Karna's quiver. And he actually launched himself in, in such a way that when Arjuna and the, the rules of the war was that you fight between two people, nobody inter, intervenes. So this son of Takshaka, he get, got into the form of an arrow and he released himself unknowing to Arjuna. But Krishna was always there to protect Arjuna. So when Arjuna was busy trying to fight uh, Karna, he saw this arrow coming. It was surely going to kill Arjuna. And all Krishna did was he just pushed with his leg the chariot down and just a little bit the chariot went down and the arrow went above from Krishna's, uh, from Arjuna's head. So this is just a small glimpse of unlimited number of times where Krishna protected Arjuna because his life was the most crucial for the Mahabharata war and of course they both were having the transcendental exchange of uh, uh, Sakya. And if we look at from Arjuna's side, you know, that is something which is basically more, I feel, for us as instructions uh, to understand this Sakyam. Because Krishna from his side is always exhibiting Surudha, his, his utmost love for us. His, uh, but from our side is what I felt were something, some of the aspects of Arjuna's Sakya that I thought I could learn for myself and just wanted to share. Um, the four characteristics that I was contemplating on as I was thinking to speak on this particular verse of how Arjuna ex- exhibited Sakya to, to, towards Krishna. Um, one thing was that he was always available. You know, we, we, as we say, you know, in the Bhagavatam itself, there is a, at the beginning of the Bhagavatam itself, the second chapter, the topmost goal is, has been defined, you know. Savai punso paro dharmo yato bhakti radokshaje ahaituki apratiyata yayati su prasidati. The topmost goal of everybody, the topmost dharma, savai punso paro dharmo, the param dharma is ahaituki apratiyata bhakti. Means unhindered and unconditional. Unhindered means no matter what happens to us, uh, eternally on tap we are available for Krishna for his service. And Arjuna exhibited that. What to speak of this life, even in the previous life, as all of us here know, they appeared as Nara and Narayan, uh, as twins, actually appeared as twin brothers through the womb of Murti, who was the daughter of Daksha, and uh, Dharma and Murti, uh, their sons, they appeared as Nara and Narayan. And they appeared for a very special cause, a very purpose, because there was a demon, you know, time and again these type of demons, they come up and they, they conjure various ways to try to become immortal. And there was this king called Dambhota Bhava. He somehow managed to worship the sun god and ask him for, similar to the school of thought of Hiranyakashipu, he also asked for immortality and, and, and Sun God said, I cannot grant immortality. It's not possible. Even we all, you know, we know there are four, 14 Manvantra. After every 14 Manvantras, all the positions change. Even Sun God is a position. It's Vivaswan currently. Indra is a position. 
all our positions after 14 manvantras it changes the the whole government changes so uh, the sun god said i cannot grant you immortality even i have to give up my position or this this body otherwise everybody is immortal in one sense so he said that i can grant you something else and he asked for 1000 kavachas he said that i want 1000 kavachas are nothing but defense mechanisms give me 1000 shells such that even to destroy one shell somebody has to perform 1000 uh, lifetimes sorry 1000 years of extreme austerity meditation and after performing that austerity that person has to fight with me for 1000 years and if he can fight me for 1000 years then one kavacha can be removed but one kavacha is removed that person will die so he may he conjured this mechanisms of nobody who can uh, have these like 1000 first you perform austerity for 1000 lives uh, sorry 1000 uh, years and then next 1000 years you fight and then you die and then how is it possible that 1000 times this will happen so so that's where uh, krishna and arjun you know uh, they they came as nara and narayan in the same mood and we know how they they would once when nara would meditate first nara would meditate for 1000 uh, years and then go and fight and that time when he's fighting narayan would go and meditate like that they were toggling and when they would die the other would revive each other that's how they would do it and they in that way they removed one after the other 999 kavachas of he was eventually known as sahastra kavach king dambodbhav and then when only one kavacha was remaining he ran to sun god saying now what's happening you know you i'm almost about to die and he said don't worry i'll protect you and i will give you birth again and that's when he came back as karna and that was the last remaining kavacha on him was there so krishna and arjun knew we have to go back in our in our role to take out the last kavacha also that's why naranara and they also came as krishna arjun again so just shows how uh, arjun as an eternal friend of the lord in the sakya bhav was always available doesn't matter what is the condition he is always available for the service of the lord the second aspect characteristic of sakyam that arjuna uh, exhibited was complete faith in the support of the lord we i mean all of us read this uh, in the hari bhakti vilas there is a mention of the shadavida sharanagati anukulyasya sankalpa pratikulyasya varjanam रक्षयति विश्वातो गोपसूत्रे गोपसूत्रे वर्णम तथा आत्मनिक्षेप कार्पण्य षडविदा शरणागति सो इट सेज हाउ रक्षयति विश्वासो इज अ सिम्टम ऑफ सरेंडर एंड आत्म एंड ऑल्सो गोपतृत्व लाइक आवर गार्डियन सो व्हेन वी हैव फेथ दैट द लॉर्ड इज गोइंग टू प्रोटेक्ट अस टू द एक्सटेंट वी हैव फेथ to that extent we have no fear so any time we have fear about anything that means the faith is let's inversely proportional when the faith is here fear is here as the fear increases as the faith decreases the fear increases right so that is the exhibition of complete fearlessness because of complete faith that arjuna exhibited as as a friend and how do we know his complete faith again you know in the in the mahabharat episodes we all know when 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 war became inevitable uh, both uh, both duryodhan and uh, arjuna they went to dwarka to see krishna and uh, somehow duryodhan managed to go in first and he sat at the head of krishna and arjuna sat at the feet of krishna and when krishna woke up he saw arjuna first and uh, duryodhan said i came first so please let's let's have a conversation he said but arjuna is younger so i'll first listen to the younger one and duryodhan was very tense that what happens you know he had come to strike an alliance and krishna when he asked arjuna he krishna put his uh, conditions he said i can give my 1 million soldier narayani sena who is as equal to me will can you can defeat anybody 
in this universe or I can be with, so one party chooses my friend, uh, me as a charioteer without any weapons and the other and, and Arjuna without any, uh, any, uh, you know, delay quickly said, I just want to be with you. You know, I want you, not the Sasena. So that is just the complete faith that he had, you know, in the support of Krishna. And also the story of um, how Bhima, I mean, again, going back to this, since this theme is, this is about the Mahabharata, the story of how um, when when Bhishma was not fighting intensely during the war of Mahabharata, Duryodhana provoked him one day, saying that you actually have a soft heart towards the Pandavas. You are not fighting enough. If you decide, you can kill them in one shot. But it is 10 days the war has happened, you still haven't killed them. And he even challenged him in the Kshatriya way, saying that if you don't fight with that valor, why don't you step down as the chief of the army? I'll have Karna step up. And that actually invoked, that did the job of invoking Bhishma, because as Kshatriyas, they cannot take this, they cannot tolerate that. So he said, okay, I will uh, fight. And he goes and he takes five arrows and meditates and then puts it in a silk cloth and says that tomorrow with these five arrows, my all my ascetic power is now invested in these five arrows. And with these five arrows, I will kill each Pandava. And Duryodhana was so elated to see that, that he said, 100% now tomorrow the Pandavas are going to die and war is going to be over. And he was so restless, he said, can I keep it with me? You know, I, I don't, I have no, you know, I don't know. I'll keep it with me and give it to you tomorrow morning. And in the meanwhile, on the other camp, uh, obviously Krishna is Paramatma in the heart. He knew what happened. He went to Arjuna and said, don't you know what happened? And Arjuna was in his casual, as usual, uh, you know, he said, I don't know, you are here for me. What, what, what should I do? He said that you have to go. He reminded Arjuna of the fact that he had once saved Duryodhan from uh, the Gandharvas. And Duryodhan had that time um, promised him that he will give him what he wants. So he, Krishna told, why don't you go and get those arrows? And he goes and gets those arrows. But Bhishma becomes so angry that he said, doesn't matter those arrows. I will anyway fight so much that I will kill Arjuna. And he fights so valiantly that Literally, Arjuna has, is literally about to die. That's when Krishna has to pick up the wheel and rush towards Bhima, Bhishma, sorry. And then Bhishma becomes happy, saying that I made you, I made the world see how you can break your own promise for your own devotee. So, so the, the lesson is the complete support. Arjuna was never perturbed even when Bhishma decided to take a vow that, I mean, we all know Bhishma means intense, Bhishma Pratigya. When Bhishma takes a vow, nobody can do it. And he was actually, Bhishma Drona had the capacity to uh, definitely be more powerful and slain all the Pandavas. But, but Arjuna had the faith that Krishna will protect me always. You know? And even the vow to kill Jayadratha was like that, where uh, he, uh, uh, the story is that after Abhimanyu was killed by six warriors, which was actually the it is said that the the, de- the degradation of the Kshatriyas began from that episode. And the degradation of the Brahminas began when uh, this uh, Shaunak, what is his name? Uh, Shringi, he cursed uh, the Parikshit Maharaj like that. So, till that time the war was fought within the rules. But when they f- created an episode where six warriors and then the seventh warrior who was Duryodhan's son, Durjaya, he came and killed Abhimanyu. So that was the degradation of the Kshatriyas. So when that episode happened, when Arjuna came to know that it was Jayadrat who managed to hold all the other Pandavas such that this will happen, he took a vow that tomorrow by sunset if I don't kill Jayadrat, uh, I will enter fire. And when Krishna heard this, he was like, why did you take such a vow? It is such a rash. That was what the at least the chapter uh, Krishna Dharma Prabhu's, uh, you know, Mahabharat, there he, he mentions that. And Krishna said, this is such a rash decision you took because now the Pandavas will, now the Kauravas will know all they have to do is protect you for one day, protect the Jayadrat for one day and if he, if they succeed, that's it. If Arjuna dies, then they have nothing else. They, they can easily win the war. 
So Krishna said that you taking this vow is not good. Tomorrow they will use everything and everything, anything possible just to protect Jayadrath for a day. And Arjuna said that it's like, it's not my lookout, it's your lookout, you know, it's almost like that. So that is the level of uh, faith he had in the support of Krishna. And then the third was about the complete acceptance of the suggestions. You know, in his mood of Sakyam, Arjuna would always accept all the suggestions of Krishna. He would, he would like even after speaking the Maha, the the, Bhagavad, the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna told him in the end, Yathechasi Tathakuru. Right? Krishna told, I just told you, but it's your choice. So the choice is always ours. How much of the instructions of Krishna we should accept? So. Obviously, we know what Arjuna did. He he followed exactly verbatim to the T. Whatever instructions Krishna would give, Arjuna would always accept. The, the, the decision to fight the war was not Arjuna's. He did not want to fight the war. He just accepted the suggestion of his friend that do it. Even the manner in which Jayadrath was killed, the story is that Jayadrath had, uh, his father was a great ascetic and he had a boon he had given a boon that anybody who tries to kill Jayadrath the, with the arrow and, and uh, slains his head and the head falls on the ground, whoever is responsible for Jayadrath's head falling on the ground, that person's head will also break into pieces and die. And when finally, you know, on that day, uh, I think the 13th day when, I don't remember, the day when uh, they were, finally they came close to, towards the sunset, whole day fighting and finally they came close to killing Jayadrath. Uh, everybody felt that it is, uh, I mean, the this, this particular Mahabharat version says that Krishna uh, released his Sudarshan Chakra and covered the clouds, uh, covered the sun and everybody thought it is sunset and then Krishna said it's not sunset and he re- retracted the Sudarshan and he told Arjuna, now you can kill Jayadrath, it is still not sunset. And Arjuna, uh, but when Arjuna was just about to shoot the arrow to kill Jayadrath, Krishna stopped him saying, wait, wait, you have to do it in a certain way. You know, you angle your arrow in such a way and it should hit him in this direction because a certain miles from here in that direction, his father is sitting in meditation in a particular lake and shoot the arrow in such a way that his head should go and fall on his father's lap and from there down so that the father... It is considered that it is not Arjuna who is responsible for his head falling on the ground. So that is the uh, instruction that Krishna gave to Arjuna. And Arjuna was always just following. He didn't have time to ask why like this and why like that. He just, whatever instructions Krishna would give, he would just execute. And after that, Krishna would explain, this is why you were supposed to do this. And then the final aspect of Krishna's, Arjuna's uh, Sakyam was that he never complained if we see the entire, uh, if we read it, we realize how much the Pandavas had to go through. You know, being exiled. When they were supposed to be the uh, on the throne, they were told to be exiled. And, and I just always think that, like, can we imagine a situation where we are always under a death threat? Like, can you imagine a situation where somebody says that, there are people who are out there to kill you. Some assassins are there. And you are always under the uh, anxiety that we don't know from where who will come to kill me. You know, and powerful people, not ordinary people. So the Pandavas were always under that uh, uh, aspect of we don't know. They are out there to kill us. There are assassins all the time, spies all the time looking for uh, information about them and how conjuring ways and means to kill the Pandavas. So it's not a very comfortable uh, life to be, to, to follow, right? To always be in the pressure where I can be killed anytime. But the Pandavas and especially Arjuna, they, they never complained. And of course, the uh, in the war it is said that every time one of the great soldiers of of on the side of the Pandavas was killed, Arjuna would actually feel the pain. And we know he actually felt the pain when he saw them. Just seeing them, he told Krishna that I don't think I want to fight because these are the same people with whom I played when I was young. This is the same Dronacharya who taught me. This is the same Bhishma on whose lap I sat as I was growing up. And you are asking me to kill them. 
so he it's it's an emotional thing you know uh, in emotions are the precursors to motions as they say we cannot if we are not emotionally healthy we cannot be healthy and strong and courageous so every time there was a death in their camp arjuna would go through a very strong lamentation that because of him somebody is dying so he had to go through so much of that uh, feeling but not once did he complain to krishna that hey you told me and look what's happening now you know and one of the biggest tragedies that arjuna went through was the loss of his son uh, abhimanyu 16 year old son um, such a great warrior growing up to be such a great warrior uh, and uh, the when he heard the manner in which he was killed like how actually jayadrath also had a boon that for one day he will become invincible so he used it on that day to keep all the other pandavas away and the chakravi was formed by drona and how abhimanyu knew how to go in but not come out and that's how eventually so when when arjuna heard that he was killed in such a ghastly way that right? a young boy was trapped into brought into that particular chakra and then eventually uh, six people surrounded him and then the seventh person suddenly came in ambush and killed him so he was so much uh, you know in pain just see hearing that and he was saying why was i not there with my prowess to save my son so that was such a big tragedy for arjuna to go through but he did not complain so that that those were some of the like as i said the four aspects in my mind where he was arjuna was always available not just in this life in each life he was available on tap as they say you know in today's day and age always available to in service for the pleasure of the lord complete faith in the support of the lord complete faith in the suggestions of the lord and never complaining no water mat what happens so those were the traits i thought i would share and in the end i would like to end with this wonderful words which says yatra yogeshwara krishna yatra partha danurdara tatra sri vijaya bhutir dhruva nitir matir mama and wherever there is krishna and arjun the victory is certain so if we learn from this wonderful relationship of love and mutual uh, support and just selflessly trying to be there glorifying each other from from arjuna and krishna's exchange i feel there is a great opportunity for us to learn from it and also make our life victorious you know our life is victorious when we at the time at the when the time it will be the last breath in our body if we can remember krishna uh, that is going to be the victory as they say life is the examination and death uh, life is the preparation and death is the examination so we all wish that this wonderful gift that has been given to us especially prabhupad and our gurus in turn our gurus we should be successful in this examination uh, if we can emulate this wonderful relationship of sakyam and many others but i am just focusing on this today for us to learn something from so just wanted to share this with all of you uh, as for my own purification thank you very much hare krishna grantaraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai any you know you're about time is there anybody would like to add anything occupied with the vaishnava seva and and miss the actual verse just read the english one more time please i couldn't hear you much prabhu could you could you read the english translation of oh, the verse okay. i i was admiring how all your stories concluded that krishna is the supreme lord and if we surrender him we're all going to be fine so you want me to read the translation of the verse yes please okay, sure. it was by his mercy only that my enemies neglected to kill me when i descended from my chariot to get water for my thirsty horses and it was due to my lack of esteem for my lord that i dared engage him as my chariot driver for he is worshiped 
and offered services by the best men to attain salvation. Relations between devotees, we see that not everybody gets along with one another. Ramanujachari had trouble finding a cook that that wouldn't poison him. Or Krishna had Shishupal criticize him up to a hundred times. And Lord Chaitanya had Ramachandra yes. try to criticize him, and then there was. There was an ant and that he must be eating sweets. Yeah. Yes. So we see that even the Supreme Lord doesn't seem to be able to satisfy everybody. Not, not everybody's happy with them. So what to speak of ourselves. Do we have to be able to get along with everybody before we go back to Godhead? Or do we yes. so I'll just kind of have our separate channels? Yeah. So I'll just share some things that I have been hearing over my... 15, 20 years of being in connection with devotees and the acharyas. So, I mean, our, our, all our senior, you know, swamis and so, uh, yes, uh, because we are, I can speak to myself that because we are still conditioned, you know, we are, we are admitted to the hospital. It's not that we are released from the hospital yet. We are in still the process of curing our disease, which is uh, you know, the, the biggest disease is the false ego where we forget our eternal identity as Krishna's loving uh, servant and, and whatever for the pleasure of the Lord. So, till that time, until the time we are trying to perfect our sadhana, sadhana bhakti, the anarthas will be there. Uh, and as I said, that is what causes us to distinguish between Somebody being our friend, somebody being not our friend. You know, Vidya Vinaya Sampanne Brahmane Gavi Hastini Sunicheva Sopakecha Pandita Samadarshina. That is a stage that is given in the Gita that uh, once with Vidya and with modesty, with, with knowledge and modesty, if we reach that stage where we can see everybody equal, then we don't have this, you know, then Pandita Samadarshina, then we become Pandit. But I am not there yet. We may not be there yet. Uh, so yes, uh, there will be practical situations where, because everybody, you know, has their own smooth surfaces and rough surfaces. And devotees in a community uh, have to interact with each other. And since we don't interact with outside world as much, Krishna has to use that mechanism to purify our egos, right, with each other. So from that point of view, my perspective and whatever I've heard, based on from others, the perspective is that, yes, uh, for our own spiritual uh, growth, we should at least have some people whom we get along with well. Uh, so that like the factors of, like within the within the community, we'll have people who who love Kirtan. So they will all, the Kirtaniyas will be more together. Their, their focus will be, we should go out only do Kirtan. Somebody will be on book distribution. Somebody will be on prasadam distribution. Somebody will be on katha. You know, we should do more preaching. And there may be so many. Somebody will say more festivals. Somebody will say more focused Bhagavatam study or whatever. So there will be, even within the aspect of bhakti, there will be likes and dislikes. So it is natural and it is okay to resonate and enhance our um, aspects that way. But when it comes to the dislikes, we definitely should apply those principles of Vaishnavism, where even if somebody says something or insults us or indirectly, sometimes our ego is so subtle that just because somebody did not give us the due credit or the glory, because we look for it and that person did not give, it becomes in our mind as a as a subtle ego in the back of our mind becomes the fact that this dude is not good, because he does not know how great I am, you know. So, so that also is possible. So it's only our anarthas which makes us compartmentalize uh, where we also have our own anarthas. Like Acharya has explained to us, right, uh, that we should be very 
strict on ourselves and lenient on others. But we do it the other way around. At least I do it the other way around. I am very lenient to myself and strict to others. You know. So some of the aspects that we can or we should, uh, I, in my opinion, is that to answer your question, Prabhuji, yes, the, there will be likes and dislikes. There will be people. It's not necessary to try to be good with everyone because we are not there yet. The ultimate aim is such that, you know, as they say, Ajata Shatru, where people who are at that level, they have no enemies. It's all in the mind. So, so when we reach that stage of purity, then we can definitely experience that. But till that time, at least from the positive side, we should look for people with whom we resonate, which can help, who can help us in our spiritual practices. And, and then those whom we don't, uh, we don't have to disrespect them. We have to follow the, uh, the, the principles. Uh, but at least, and at least at a minimum, not offend. You know, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that just chant 16 rounds and don't criticize anyone and I will take you back to God. So if we follow some of these things, uh, we, we could still make do with our situation where the likes and dislikes and will be there. So that is my two cents Prabhu on that. Any other thoughts or suggestions? If not, we can stop here. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Rantra Srimad Bhagavad Madhav, stop it, stop, stop. That's my son, so please forgive us for his excitement. <laughs>